Hey friends, this is Pastor Elizabeth, and you're listening to the Faith Church Podcast. You're about to hear my sermon from our Epiphany service on January 2nd, 2022, in which we considered the arrival of the Magi to meet Jesus and their trip home by another way. I hope that while you're listening, you might hear something that draws you closer to the heart of God. Here we go. Many people my age have somewhat dramatic relationships with religion. They may have grown up in the church, but left during college and didn't come back until they had kids of their own. At which point it took a while to decide whether or not the commitment was worth it. And I can't really blame them. Since the church has done a lot of harmful things in its history, many of them in the name of God. Trusting in the institution that God set up in the book of Acts can be a lot more challenging than just trusting in God. And yet it's difficult to know the fullness of who God is outside the community of the church. So in and out we go, joining churches and leaving them, learning and growing, doubting and rebounding. My own journey has been pretty boring, though. The closest I've come to a religious rebellion is a short time in which I considered becoming Episcopalian. During seminary, I worked with a youth group in an Episcopal church. Their priest was awesome. And I loved the pomp and circumstance of their worship services, how formal everything was. So I thought about jumping the Methodist ship. But in the end, I stayed with a denomination into which I was baptized at just a few months old. The denomination that raised me, that founded the university in which I got my undergraduate degree, that sponsored the campus ministry in which I met my husband, that supported the seminary I attended, that ordained and now employs me. Instead of leaving, I decided to stay and try to make it better. But that doesn't mean I've never had doubts. I think I've shared with you before about the dozens of times I remember lying on my trampoline after dark as an adolescent, praying, God, I pretty much believe in you already, but it would be really helpful to me if you'd send me a sign. I'd always ask to see a shooting star My friends saw them all the time, and I just knew that a shooting star would be confirmation that God existed and was listening to my prayer. But I never saw one, have never seen one, even to this day. That didn't slow me down, though. After searching the sky for a while on these nights, I would always decide that a faraway satellite or airplane was close enough, or that a little flash I saw in my peripheral vision was probably a shooting star, so clearly God had heard and answered my prayer. I wanted to believe so badly that I didn't actually need a star or a sign to convince me that God was real. That would have just been a bonus. 
That wasn't the case for the characters in today's story, though. Here we have wise men, magi, likely astrologers, who followed a star from the east and asked to find the king of the Jews so they could worship him. Now, the story does not say that they were kings, nor that there were three of them, though they did present Jesus with three gifts. It was Longfellow who gave them the names Melchior, Balthazar, and Caspar. St. Matthew didn't mention names at all. This story has been told and retold, adding drama here and there by poets and artists and musicians throughout the centuries. Sometimes these folks have suggested that these three came from three directions of the compass to illustrate that Christ came from all the for all the world. Sometimes one of them is depicted as young and one middle-aged and one elderly to represent people of all generations. The song we know so well and have already sung this morning suggests that the gifts were to complement three parts of Jesus' character, gold for the king, incense for the deity, and myrrh for the suffering redeemer. But none of these details is actually in Scripture not in Matthew's story. Instead, in the Bible, we just have a group of unexpected visitors for Jesus. Unlike the scribes and priests that they encountered in Herod's court, the Magi had not studied the prophecies that Matthew's gospel is so careful to tell us were fulfilled by Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. These Magi had not been waiting for a Messiah. They were highly educated people, distinctive enough to gain an audience with the king, and they knew from years of watching the sky that a new light was significant. But they didn't know what it meant. So when they saw the star, it moved them enough to make a long, strenuous journey to a foreign land. Something told the Magi that this star would reveal something, the star wasn't worthy of worship itself, but it would bring them to experience something greater than their imagining. The Magi went first to Jerusalem, which made sense if they suspected a king, because that was the seat of power at the time. But it was clear from the moment they met Herod that he was not what the star would reveal. They needed help, though, to know where to go next. So the scribes and priests who had studied Scripture all their lives were called to fill in the blanks, and they told the Magi to go to Bethlehem, a humble, dusty, unpretentious little town about nine miles south of Jerusalem. So these wise, distinguished foreigners found themselves outside a little house. Now, in Luke's gospel, it's a stable, but in Matthew, Jesus lives in a house. And they go in and see Jesus, who is likely a toddler by this time, sitting with his mother, Mary. And they are overwhelmed with joy. They have found the object of their search. They know this is him. It wasn't the star they were after, 
after all. The star revealed the Christ child. And the Greek text says that they were wildly happy or exceedingly joyful, or they rejoiced with a really, really big joy. And they weren't just excited that they'd reached the end of their long journey. The joy was in who they found, what that star revealed, and what this meant for the world. Their very first response was to fall down and worship him. And then they opened their treasure chests of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But the Magi had no real reason to worship the Christ child. They came all the way from a foreign town and ended up in a modest house in a dusty place, quite a contrast from the king's throne room in Jerusalem. And they went in and saw a child with his mother, an ordinary enough scene. And yet they were overwhelmed with joy. Their hearts overflowed. And while they didn't stay long, they went home by a new road. The journey had changed their lives forever. What I love about this story, though, what I find so relatable, is that they didn't actually go looking for Jesus. If they had, they wouldn't have found him. They'd have been looking for all the wrong things, like we would. Instead, they followed a star in the sky, a sign that something had changed, that someone new had arrived and everything had shifted. They knew that the star wasn't the thing, but that it would lead them to the thing. They knew the star wasn't worthy of worship, but that it might lead them to what or who was. They paid attention. They followed the sign, and it led them to Jesus. And the same is true for us. God is still putting stars in our lives, signs and wonders to follow, that will lead us to the greatest love the world has ever known. And we can even be stars for others, signs that lead people to Jesus. But will we pay attention? Will we follow the signs? Will we investigate when heaven shows us something new? Or will we be so focused on getting on with life after Christmas? Or so determined to really stick to our resolutions this year? Or so caught up in the news of the day that we'll miss it all? And keep toiling away while the presence of God reveals itself down the road? My prayer for all of us in this new year is that we might see, even for the first time, that God has come, that God continues to reveal God's self to us through light and darkness, through stars and strangers, and that we might be so open to signs and wonders, 
that we would see the glory of the Lord revealed in the most unexpected ways and share what we found with all around us. Even today, stars are shining for us and in us. We may not be able to explain them, but let's see where they lead and whom they reveal. Amen. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Faith Church Podcast. If what you heard was meaningful to you, please share this podcast with a friend. If you have any questions, or if we can support you on your spiritual journey in some way, don't hesitate to reach out through our website at www.faithunited.org. Tune in next week for the first sermon in our new series on hearing God's call in our lives by looking at the story of Jonah from the Old Testament or Hebrew Bible. Until then, take care.